Hey, Raw Knuckles fans. I just launched a new podcast on its own channel called Tough As They Come. It's a podcast that showcases stories from people who've been to hell and back. Stories that resonate with all of us. You're about to see our first episode with legendary boxer Irish Mickey Wood. Make sure to click the links in the description to subscribe to the Tough As They Come YouTube page and wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Today on Tough As They Come, we have Mickey Ward, Irish Mickey Ward, that is, a professional boxer, had 51 fights, grew up just outside of Boston in Lowell, Mass, and let me tell you, three of those fights, the trilogy of fights, were the best fights uh, you've ever seen. I'm telling you, if you go back and take a peek at these, and you gotta, um, the punishment these two guys gave out, Ward and Gotti, was just incredible. Uh, to be able to bounce back after two of those fights where uh, Gotti won one, Ward won the other one, and then to go into that third fight knowing that you're going to take a beating, you're going to give one, but you're going to take one, is just incredible. Uh, Mickey's life was uh, portrayed by Mark Wahlberg in The Fighter. You don't want to miss this one. Mickey Ward, coming up. Walking Irish Mickey Ward, my man. <laughs> uh, listen, um, well, thanks for taking the time to come on. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, uh, no problem, bud. And, um, you know, I'm, we're doing a, a, a new segment on our podcast called Tough As They Come. Yeah. And when I thought of people that are tough in life, and it's not just boxes, and it's not just, you know, uh, guys who, UFC guys or, soldiers right. there's all sorts of toughness in our world and but certainly when um i was thinking about who i could have on one of the first people i want to have was you so that's why i reached out i'm so glad you come on all right. thank you but i appreciate yeah. it and good to see you um I, I remember last time i saw you i wasn't in good shape as you know <laughs> right um yeah. i came to your golf tournament and that's yeah. uh was back before Knuckles got sober, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was a mess. But that, yeah. that's, that's... You were good, though. You were good, kid. <laughs> yeah. That's all by me now. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, I, you know what I wanted to talk about? And I loved the movie The Fighter. I mean, I just yeah. absolutely loved it. And so, so Wahlberg apparently was trying to get that movie made for, like, 10 years. Like, he yeah. was... And they were stonewalling him. Were you part of that process? How did that come about? Did he come to see you and say, hey, Mick, I want to do a movie on you? Yeah, it kind of started as a little documentary, like with a guy, Keith Dorrington, from back on this area. Yeah. And uh, and he shopped it around, I guess, marking a hold of it out there and uh, loved loved the concept of it. And uh, Mark took a, took rain, Mark took a hold of it and, uh, and, he, and he made it happen, you know. Uh, but it started as a little documentary with me and my brother Dickie, and like I said, the kid Keith Thornton did it with a, with a, with a guy Richie Farrell from around here, around Lowell and stuff, and uh, they shopped it out to L.A. and uh, Mark got a hold of it, and Mark was a fan of mine and stuff. I never knew that, but he was a boxing fan and a fan of mine, and then um, 
one thing led to another, and uh, um, you know, Mark ended up getting a hold of it, and Mark, Mark made it happen. He got it done. Yeah, he certainly did, and got it done the big way. And uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, one, first of all, you need a good story, and the story is awesome. And, and the way they portrayed it was incredible. Right. You know, when it won some Academy Awards, right? Christian Bale was incredible as your, yeah. your brother, the oh, pride he, of Lowell. He right? played Dickie better than Dickie himself. <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible, Chris. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, it's funny. I watched one clip of you and Dickie together. Yeah. When you were talking, you know, you know the clip I'm talking about. The two of you are sitting there. And, you know, they're yeah. asking you, what's your relationship really like? And you, you say, ah, oh, it's, you know, like brothers, you know, and, you know, yeah. we had our issues and uh, yeah. all that. And when I heard him <laughs> talking, all I could think is how, how, what a great actor Christian Bale was to get yeah. your, he nailed your brother. Like it was incredible. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we talk about the fighter, uh, the movie. Now, uh, what are the parts in that film, I guess, that what Hollywood and not so much the real story of Mickey Ward? Like when I here's what I thought when I saw the fight, right, uh, yeah. with your brother outside the bar. Is right. that when you hurt your hand? Yeah, well, that that's how it started originally. Uh, and then from that, from you from using it like in the gym, like too soon or all the time, it just got worse and worse and it never like had a chance to heal. Chris, you know, um, so what happened, it formed my hand, right hand formed the, uh, a bone deficiency, I guess they call it. Uh, it was deteriorating and stuff, so they had to, like, do surgery on it to take a bone out of my pelvis, put it in my hand with, like, three three screws, and so that's how they fixed it. So they fixed it up, and, and um, certainly not an easy surgery. I've had those done yeah. uh, and with the screws in my body, and it takes a right. while, but to... To, when you're talking about boxing and using it like you yeah. did, it's incredible yeah. that it held up for you as long as it did, right? Yeah, it's still good today to this day. Uh, I had to have one of the screws taken out a few years back because it was bothering me. So, but it was it was it was harder to get that screw out than to put it in because it was like those bone already going over and stuff, you know. Yeah. But they got it out and uh, it's good now, you know. Uh, I got two screws still in there and it's good. It's uh, great, doctor. Dr. Margo's out of Lady Clinic. Um, I think he's retired now, but uh, he did a great job on it. Yeah. Now, growing up in Lowell, and uh, certainly an old uh, factory town from yeah. years ago, tough, hard, hard scrabble neighborhood, no question yeah. about it, you grew up in. Um, yeah. Seven sisters? Yes. And and Dickie, uh, half-brother, right? That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the clan. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it, growing up, <laughs> In that household, and listen, I grew up for you know two sisters, brother, but yeah. the chaos of an Irish household, I understand that for sure. But with yeah. all those sisters, my oh. god, right? It's like, I got any hair? <laughs> I know, yeah, mom was how many times it got pulled out of my head, really. <laughs> so, I think that's how I learned how to fight. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Your brother goes off and has his boxer career. He starts at Dickey. Um, and I, I, I guess when did it come into the picture for you? When watching your brother, was that it? Were you around the gym as a kid? Uh, how did yeah. that come Oh, about? yeah. I used to go. Uh, my first fight uh, was I was seven years old. I fought at the Lynn Harbor House uh, 
Yeah. It was like on Lynn, Lynn, Lynn Mass, right? It was like outside. It was this hotel. They called it um, the Harbor House Hotel or whatever it was. And uh, they said fights there at night, like outside and stuff. So I fought my first fight ever. I fought there. And uh, and, and it's funny, right? Is the person I fought was uh, Freddie Roach's brother, Joey. Oh, okay. I came from Dedham. Yeah. He was a couple of years older than me. And we're, I was 50 pounds, Chris. And he was like 50 pounds, 52 pounds. We were... And that was my first fight, and that's how I got started, going to the gym with Dickie and stuff like that. So you certainly looked up to your brother. Uh, yeah. And how old, how old were you, like, when he fought Ray Leonard? I was on, uh, I believe I was, uh, he was 20, I was 12. He's eight years older than me, yeah. So you saw the Leonard fight. And yes, I was there, yeah. You were I, at I the see, fight. I can see myself in the crowd now when I watch it. Really? Oh my God, that cat can't be me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for it. Um, yeah, you can see me in the crowd. I mean, you, you gotta look. Yeah, you can't see me too good, but I, yeah. So uh, who was uh, who was Dickie's train uh, Dickie's trainer when he fought Leonard? Dickie's trainer was Johnny Dunn out of um, Johnny Dunn's out of um, uh, um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Out of Chelsea, Mass. Yeah, he was a. A great trainer out of the New Garden Gym in Boston there. Um, yeah. He's one of the old trainers, one of the old, really great trainers out of that. He, you know, an old Italian guy, yeah. So I want to get it from you. Did he knock Ray Leonard down or did Ray Leonard slip? <laughs> uh, I asked Dickie that. Well, we know, right? <laughs> Dickie goes, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? He puts it on you. Yeah, exactly. He goes, what do you think? I go, I, I, I don't know. I says, he looked like he tripped. Yeah. <laughs> right. He goes, All right. He goes that, 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 I'll take it. <laughs> so you grow up, idolize, you basically idolize your brother, right? Yeah. In, well, in the ring, yeah. growing yeah. up. And, and uh, what was that relationship like when you started really to get into the game and he was out of it now a little bit? Um, was... Yeah, yeah. Was he training you? Was he there? I yeah. know he had some issues away from the yeah, yeah, ring, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, how frustrating was that for you? Because in the movie we see it, right? He's yeah. out doing his thing, running around like crazy, yeah. and missing training with you and yeah. all that stuff. How true was that? Was it all awesome? true? Hundred percent yeah. true. Um, you know, there's times, there's there's things in a movie, Chris, right, that were worse. Things that weren't as bad, but in that part there, um, and this is the God's honest truth, he'd be up for Chris. I'd, I'd come to the gym, he'd be there. I, he'd be up all night doing this thing, right? You know yeah. what he's doing, obviously, yeah. right? He'd come to the gym. I don't know how the hell he'd get in the gym, right? <laughs> or where he get the energy, right? We know where he got the energy, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. right? It go. He'll spar with me, spar five, six, seven rounds with me, right? Uh, go back to the house he came from, right? Go do the same thing. I'd pick him up the next morning, run by, and this is no word of a lie. I would run by. He'd come out, right, with the same same clothes on, almost right, or sweatpants on, whatever, right? Run with me. <laughs> go back up again. It do that. I'm like, you know, but uh, it's just, you know, I don't know how he did it. You know what I mean? But uh, he did it. Yeah, it's inc no. it's incredible, and and certainly, I guess no one really knew you as well as he did as a fighter, right? Because a hundred percent, yeah, he knew it, what made me go, what made me click. Uh, he knew my body 
probably as well as I did on uh, my strengths and things like that. And, uh, you know, you know, people always said, get rid of him, get rid of him. He's no good. He's this, he's doing, you know, you shouldn't be around that. Da, da, da. But that I, I grew up around it. So I was no big deal to me. You know, uh, I, I realized that I had a job to do and I didn't care who did it, whatever. Right. I had a win. I had a fight. I had a train. I didn't do that stuff. So, you know, I, I had a, I had a good mindset to not really do stuff he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it certainly um, you proved that in in the ring and all that. But so so working with your brother and him knowing you so well, um, how was that? Because he he was a different fighter than you. There's no yeah. question about it, right? It, yes. it, 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 explain me the difference, or the uh, listeners out there, the difference from Dicky. Eklund to Mickey Ward in the way you're right. See the difference, right? Chris was, he was very good, great boxer, good jab. He had speed, you know, speed, obviously, as we know, generates power. So he had a little bit of power. He had some power, but he had really smart. He's very smart in the ring. Uh, you know, he just, he just, he was just like more, I had to work for everything I got pretty much. He was more of a natural Chris, you know, things just come off easy for him. For some reason, like, um, I would have to work at it. You know what I mean? It, it would just come easy to him, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, the way, I don't know why, but that's just the way it was. And uh, he's just, a, he was just a natural fighter. And, uh, you know, he's natural, whatever he did, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's a good runner. He, he could fight box, you know what I mean? Uh, he was good. He's just a natural, you know. So you fought amateur fights, right? You talked about when you were young, yeah, fighting the amateur fights. And yeah. now you're working your, your, your way through. You win the Golden Gloves, what, three times? New yeah. England Golden Gloves. Um, yeah. And, and now uh, you're going to turn pro, and that happens back in 85 um, yeah. in your first fight against David Marn. How yeah. was that? that first pro fight, knowing you're there, and here's my big day, I, I, what was the feeling like inside of you right. knowing that, geez, I got to go. I, I want to win this thing. My first fight. Uh, I don't want to lose my first one. Check, check this out. Right. Chris, listen to this. So we're talking about the first fight. Now I got my first pro fight training for it, training for it. Good thing. The old guy came to be in my corner. Cause Dickie didn't show up. <laughs> okay, he didn't. Now the old guy, was Chris, that the cop? No, no, no. It was, um, it was it was the guy Johnny Dunn, the guy that trained Dickie before? He used to be in my corner with Dickie. Okay. Before me, before the caught Mickey O'Keefe, but Dickie, uh, I think Dickie was caught in the house somewhere. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got caught hey, in the Chris, house. I, I was just used to it. I, I, I'm gonna go in there and fight, and I lose in my corner. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna fight as hard. So. Okay. So that first fight, you're in that. You're in the locker room before the fight, and what you know, Dickie's not there. Doesn't come, so you know you got a job to do. But how was that first bout? And and, and did you get a boost of confidence from that after that win? Yeah, I mean, I I was uh, I was pretty confident. The first, obviously the nerves. You you always you always have nerves. I don't care what. I don't, even I had even that little bit of nerves on my on my fifty second pro fight. Uh, it's good to have a little bit of nerves because you you go in there a little more cautious. Uh, you don't go in there crazy because if you're not nervous, you just go in there. Throw yeah. shit to the wind or whatever, you know what I mean? I, I I fought better on a little bit of nerves because you don't go in there crazy, you know. Yeah. Obviously, now I didn't. I'm not nerves to make you 
nervous, nervous, no, yeah. but a little bit of nerves, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, you know, just, it was more of the unknown, Chris, at the end, you know what I mean? Like, what can happen? Not about yeah. winning or losing or getting cut or, or my nose or my face, whatever, that didn't matter. I didn't care about that. It was the, the unknown, what, 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 you know, are you going to get hurt? Are we going to yeah. do this? Or whatever. That's what I, you know, I, I got more worried about, you know? Yeah, well, I didn't I, care about the guys fighting how hot I would get punched. Cause yeah. I knew I was going to get punched. It just... That's just part of it. Yeah, for sure. Now, you have 14 fights. Your first 14 fights, you go undefeated. You're 14 and 0. You got to feel a little bit invincible. Now, you strike me as a type of guy that doesn't let that go to your head, and I'm sure you weren't. But, right. but human nature is, shit, I got this going on. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you come to Edwin Cruitt in, in, in fight 15. And then yeah. things kind of changed for you, your first loss. How difficult was that um, for you to handle afterwards? you think, like, were you in the fight? What was it like? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a split decision loss. Um, he was a very um, experienced fighter. He had fought some big fights. I actually spotted Edwin at Pratinelli's gym in Brockton a bunch of times before that. Uh, not before that fight, but you know, a year before or whatever when I was an amateur and stuff. So I knew who he was. I knew he was tough. He was just like, uh, he was kind of like a stronger Spanish guy. And, uh, you know, it was a very close fight. Uh, it was like, if you went by points, I would have won by one point. But two judges voted for him and one, one uh, yeah, two judges voted for him and one for me. It was 96, 95, 96, 95, so it was close. and 97, 94. So we won split decision. But it, to get to your, your question, is it didn't bother me. Uh, it bothered me because it was the first loss. But I just kind of said, I got to, you know, I got to I gotta train harder maybe. I got to do this, that. I just try to get better every time I lost. Yeah. So, and, and looking at your record, and that's what I, you know, listen, obviously I didn't see every fight, uh, you right. know, and certainly talk about the trilogy and we'll get there. But yeah. I, I want to go through that part of your career where, you know, you're climbing the ladder. You're trying to get that title shot. Yeah. Um, and boxing certainly did not have a – boxing back in that day was awesome. People loved the game. But, you know, with the promoters and all the bullshit that went along with it, a lot of people kind of didn't care for that part of it, right? No, exactly. Right? Yeah, along with the boxers, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Was that a t was that tough with you? Like your mother handled your stuff, did she? Uh, Alice, at the, at beginning, the beginning, she did. At yeah. the very beginning, she did. But then uh, I had a couple of different managers and people that took care of me, took care of stuff, and you know, you, you can never like fucking probably trust anybody, but someone close to you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So you know, you know, it's like you know, it sucks when you gotta. Worry about the guy you're fighting. Worry about the guy taking care of you. Worry about this one. Worry about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, that's just the game, I guess. Um, is it fair? No, it's not fair at all. But uh, that's just the game, I guess. So with your mom handling your stuff, right? Yeah. You trusted her, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So you trust your mom. All of a sudden, when you break away from mom, was it? Difficult for you to say, listen, I'm going to let this other this other person in to handle my no, stuff now. No, right, yeah. No, it wasn't because I knew it was time to move on up, move up, because you can only go so far, you know what I mean? She, she had the right, like, she had the right ideas as far as, uh, 
taking care of me and this and that, but she didn't have the connection. She, you know, you had to yeah. go with the, you had to go with the brass and like your New York, Vegas, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean, Chris? Huh? Yeah. You know, she just didn't have the, the she didn't have the pull or not like that that the guys got. You know. So was that for you? Like it's in the movie, it portrayed a certain way. Yeah. Was that difficult for you to split from her? Was she okay with that at the time? Yeah. Did it did it oh, affect yeah, yeah. your she relationship? Was fine with it. She, yeah. yeah, she was fine with it. Uh, you know, um, yeah, she was fine with it. She didn't mind it. You know, she just wanted whatever was best for me. Yeah, and she realized that you know, for you to really move up and get a shot, probably yeah, I had to, you I had had to, to be with someone else. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. So. You go on, you lost the first one, you lose a couple more, the 20th fight, your 22nd fight. Yeah. Um, so you get three losses, you're 24 and, um, um, 21 and three. And yeah. then um, you your last fight there, the 24th fight at the Hines in Boston, Ravello, you beat him. Yeah. And, and, and then you go on this streak of four losses. Yeah. Now, what's going on there? And I say that because, geez, four in a row. You lose a yeah. fight, boom. Because in boxing, you lose four in a row, and especially yeah. back in the day, right? It's like, this fucking guy's done, so you lay yeah, he's exactly. fucking no Put good. Yeah, exactly. on the shelf or whatever. But, you know, what's crazy is those four fights, I fought, so they were tough fighters I fought. And, uh, Brazier? What happened was is... I lost that first one, and instead of get, instead of taking an easy fight or two, getting back, you know, Chris. Uh, yeah. I fought a tougher fight, and then for, after that, I fought a tough one. So that was all on ESPN, right? And and then this is not against ESPN or nothing, but I was I was competitive and stuff. So and plus I was white, a white guy, which is very uncommon, to, you know. For, for you know, and it's just the way for it sure. is. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not gonna die. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was white, and and I was tough and probably good for TV, and so they were using, then all of a sudden I start losing, losing, now, now they throw you in with the guys that are like, uh, now they use you as the opponent, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean, yeah. You no more again. you the golden egg no more, now <laughs> yeah. you're the guy, that's what they, that's what kind of what happened, you know what I mean, and then I had to fight all the tougher guys, and I, it just, one thing after another after that. Yeah, when you start losing like that, and you, and, and Christ, how did that feel? Like, you know, you, you're going good. You lose those four, four in a row. You get the media talking about you. Everybody's yeah. saying you're washed up. How difficult is that? When you, because let's face it, you do have people around you, but when you're alone, and you're yeah. sitting with that, that's that's gonna be suck. That's gonna suck. It's gonna be tough to to like yeah. consume and then and then process. Yeah, that's when you do a lot of soul searching or, or like uh, saying, is this worth it? You know what I mean? Is, uh, uh, is it true? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's all you this... question yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. A little bit. 100%. But then you got to say, listen, I know if I can just get on the right track or whatever, if I get the right, whether it's uh, right, the right fight, the right thing, whatever it might be, right? As long as I can get an edge. I'll be better or whatever, and I and and I did, but I never gave up faith. You know what I mean, Chris? I just kept plugging away and plugging away, and and that's what, and then I became it became what it became. Who whoever thought it would become that when I was losing four or five to have what I ended up with in my career? You know? No, I know that's the thing. You know, and that's why 
you know, I was thinking how difficult that must be to deal with because I'll just say, listen, I fought in the ice, whole different thing, but still that mentality, when I got older and fighting, I started fighting, you know, and I'm fighting guys that are a lot bigger than me <laughs> and you have one of them and we'll talk yeah. about that, but yeah. a lot bigger than me. And, um, you know, as I get older, I, I, I was starting to question myself a little bit because, you know, one night I'm fighting uh, uh, yeah. uh, Stu Grimson. He, he's six six on skates, two forty. Oh, and then the next night, another guy, Jim McKenzie. I, and, and I'm thirty four at the time, and that's old for a hockey player, right? But yeah. I was like, I get back to the bench. I'm like, wow, this is getting this is getting <laughs> tough. You know, I yeah. hung in there and di- and did it, but I I was losing my fastball, and that was hard. To, Hard to come to grips with because me in a team sport, I can't show that weakness, right? right. Guys relied on me for that. And if I was yeah. like, you know, hey guys, you yeah, know, stuff tonight, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah, so it was pretty hard. So, but you really have no one to bounce that off. Yeah, you got your trainers and stuff, but you not like you have a teammate, teammate that can bail no, you yeah. out, right? That's the hard part too. Is like when you're out there and you're tired. If you're not training, if you don't train hard, or you have a bad, uh, you have a bad fight or whatever, you're on your own. You're fucking like either you either you get a, your your ass kicked or, or you quit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 I would Did never. the thought into your mind I'd go? Get knocked out cold and quit. Yeah. You know? Okay. So that thought never entered your mind. You lose those four in a row. No. And you have this. No. Well. Just knowing your career, that determination and that undying desire to win and not give up. And you just said it there. You're never going to quit. Now, how did you – all right, losing that fourth one, you take the next fight. That was October 91. You didn't fight for three years later. What did you do? What did you say? I'm going to get my shit together here. I got to get back on track. Right. Well, what happened was I – um. I got away. I got no Chris. I got burnt out. What happened was, is I got, I got, I was like I told you a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, is I got, I got used. I got thrown in with all the, all the, all these fighters after another, after another. And I said that, you know, I, I said I'm not being used as a stepping stone. I said I'm the hell with it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm walking away from it. So I, I, I was planning on quitting. So you but, were bitter. You were bitter. Yeah, very bitter, right? Yeah. And then after three years, I, I realized. That I was still young enough. I and then I, when I came back, Chris, I came back on my own terms. Like it was like my it was my desire to come back, not somebody else tell me to come back. Yeah, I came back because I wanted to, and that's where everything kind of changed. You know, like I did it for myself instead of everyone around me. Maybe you know. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, coming back and thank God you did because you did. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you ripped off what nine in a row or ten ten yeah. in a row until yeah. you lost to Phillips. But I mean, right. like incredible to do that and just start nipping them again. Now, when right. when you were going through the tough time, the four losses, and now you start winning again. What's the difference with the people around you? All right, when you're losing, oh, yeah. when you're losing, it's right. one thing, and oh, yeah. and you know who your friends are. Oh, but yeah. then, then you start winning again. Uh, did you yeah. have any people that showed up that you were like, you know what, fuck off, see you later? Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Still to this day, I say that walking by and like to myself. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know I don't I mean? blame because, you. 
Because you know yourself, right? When you're on top, everyone's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you're down, they're like, like I, I can remember being like, when I lost those fights, I remember going in a bar or whatever, down in the, in the area or whatever, and people like guys saying, oh, he's, you know, he should have gave up a long time ago and all that. You know, you you don't hear it like for your own. You can hear it through other people kind of, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that mother effer, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I don't say nothing to him, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get in trouble, you know what I mean, or whatever, because it ain't worth it. Yeah. I probably should have did something, but I didn't. And, you know, I, I just try to show him, like, like, at the end. And at the end, I had the last laugh, actually. So it worked out, Chris, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No if question. If I would have listened to the guy saying, oh, Mickey should quit or this, that, right, I'd still be on the same bar store as they are. Right now, to this day, I can get on the bar and still see where they are. Yeah, they're still down there too, right? Exactly. Yeah, still paying the tab deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to click the links in the description to subscribe to the Tough as They Come YouTube page so you never miss an episode. So, uh, in the movie, obviously Charlene. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You meet Charlene working at the bar. She was an athlete herself, right? A high jumper, right? Yeah. Very good. She went yeah. to URI, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, University of Rhode Island. And now, she was an all-scholastic New England champ, uh, uh, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so so when you meet her, like in the movie, you, Wahlberg, he's a little, you know, kind yeah. of enamored with her behind the bar. How was the the real Mick? What happened there? How did you meet Charlene? I want to hear the love and story. I had a bar, yeah. <laughs> but not like that, though. Yeah, I, I I was getting ready for a fight. I went in there and a, my it was my friend Kenny, his sister, you know. So I went down here and I seen her, and I, I wasn't drinking at the time because I was on uh, training. Yeah. But I just went in. There, I went I went in there for to see the guy that owned it. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, his family owns it, so I went in there to hang out. I got something to eat in there and like some fish or whatever it was, and. Just hung out and I seen her and she was home on on leave on, on leave on college or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean vacation, and, um, school vacation. Yeah, yeah, I say on leave like she was in jail. <laughs> 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 so uh, we just started talking and uh, I was quiet, quiet. I wouldn't say nothing really much to her and that's how it started like that. And I, but it was I didn't give her my number and well she didn't give me her number. I, I pursued her more and. And finally, um, she went out with me one time, and um, from that time on, we never, we never been away from each other. That's awesome. That was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. So, so you you meet Charlene, and she comes into the picture. Geez, you know, uh, probably at a time when um, you're just really coming into the big, those big fights at the end with the with um, with Gotti, right? Otoro. Yeah. Uh, so ninety nine. Yeah. That's three years later. But she comes in. Was she? Yeah. Okay. The Neary fight. So she she must have been with you at the yeah. Neary fight, right? She was over in London with me. Yeah. She yeah. Yeah. So so now Charlene's yeah, and in the movie they portray it like, you know, your sisters want to kill her, your mother want to kill her. Uh, yeah. but, well, there's no love lost there. <laughs> really? So, so there's <laughs> there some truth no to that. Fight. No fist fights, but there's no love lost. Yeah. So why was that? Did they feel like your sisters and your mom feel like, oh, Charlene's coming in, taking our Mickey away? Or, no, no, what, 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 I, no, what? I, no, I don't think so. I think it was just more of, 
who is she? Who does she think she is? I don't know. You know how the MP family is, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, maybe because I stopped going over to my mother's house every day and listening to the gossip. <laughs> who right. knows? All the girls <laughs> chirping away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All the hens. Yeah, oh. 100%. Um, so, um, Charlene, what did she think? I mean, she grew up in Lowell, so, you know, tough town. She grew up in uh, she, she She grew up in Lowell, started in Lowell. She, then she moved to Groton when she was, yeah. Uh, yeah, she went to Groton High School and all that. Okay, but still, she yeah. knows the deal in, in Lowell. Yeah. It's a, a tough oh, yeah. town. So, yeah. but did she know what she was getting into on the boxing end of it? And how, No. what kind of effect did she have on you in your career as you moved forward when you met her? Yeah. Um, boy, was at all like she did. She like know. boxing? Did she like no, boxing? No, not at all. No, not at all. No, no, she don't like sports, but not boxing and no. So it was nothing like that, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, she didn't. She didn't care. She didn't. She really didn't even know who um didn't mean her to me or <laughs> not like that, which is good. <laughs> I really wasn't doing that. I was doing better, but I wasn't doing great at the time. So yeah, but I, but it started working out, working out, working out, and everything came to what it came to. And and she supported you, obviously. She went over the. Uh, so when she sees yeah. that fight in London, Shane Neary, where yeah. you win the uh, welterweight title, so, yeah, right, um, Junior Walter, yeah, Junior Walter. But you you go all the way over there. She travels with you and watches that fight. Uh, Listen, you deal with it all the time. You, that's your career. But how was it her, for her that first fight? Was it like, oh, what was she like afterwards? Nervous, oh, like scared. Good. That was her like fourth fight with me. Um, yeah. The title. I, I fought. I fought like a fight at Hampton Beach once. One one on one fight at Hampton Beach. I yeah. fought. Uh, Corbin. One Hampton Beach. I fought one in Salem, New Hampshire, and I fought. And that was my third fight with her. But. Uh, and I had two two tough, really tough fights there, but uh, she um she didn't. I mean, she liked boxing, but she, she didn't care for it, you know. But it was just something I did, so she followed. And she along, supported you. Know? you. She supported yeah. you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. She was in your corner. Now, um, I want to get to uh, certainly um, your twin, as he would say. He always wondered what it was going to be like. <laughs> he found his twin, and he did in yeah. you, and that's Otoro Gotti. Now yeah. I'm living up in Montreal now, and yeah. certainly Otoro. It's it's a shame. I watched a documentary on uh, what might have happened to him over in Brazil, which is yeah, who knows? But I look at that guy's face, and I played hockey against a guy named Ted Nolan, and yeah. Ted was a, a native from up here and he was a really good hockey player coached in the NHL and I had him on my podcast and I never realized how much those two look they look like they could be brothers really huh oh it's incredible so um now you fight Jesse James in Texas and you lose yeah. that fight that's your 48th fight right how in the hell do you get to fight this guy Gotti? Like he's, he had a pretty b right. big name on, on right. the way up. Was that one of those like, okay, this is a stepping stone fight for Gotti? 
Right. Well, see, the thing was, is when I fought Leha, Jesse James Leha in Texas, right? Yeah. They know I hit him with a left hook and cut him open, and they stopped the fight. They stopped the fight, like, after the fourth, fifth round, whatever. They had to go so many rounds, and, you know, whoever's ahead gets the decision, you know? And they stopped the fight knowing he was ahead, and they stopped it. Like Okay. It was not – it was a left so hook. So it wasn't really it was a, a loss. Hook. It, was, it wasn't a headbutt. Yeah. And they could, you could see that. It was no headbutt at all in it. And so I think on HBO, because HBO, like, was was they had Gaddy, and they, yeah. and they they knew I was an exciting fighter, and I think giving me the Gaddy fight was kind of like a reward for like screwing me through Leha. Oh, okay, you know got I mean? you. I got so you. I think that's why they gave me Leha, because the Leha fight, if that would have won three few more rounds, I think I would have stopped him. I was bigger than him. I was a lot bigger than him. He was like he was a very. I'm not taking that away from Jesse. He's a good friend of mine now, and he's a great kid. Yeah, but I I think I was just gonna I think I was gonna catch up to him later yeah. on in the fight, but who knows? Maybe I would have lost. I don't know, but I, I I don't think so. That's a shitty part of boxing, right there, though. What yeah. you were just talking about, right? That right, yeah. That a lot of people don't know behind the scenes what goes on and how difficult that is. You know, right. it's um not an easy yeah. thing to deal with. Now, uh, wow, the. The Gotti the trilogy, and we'll, I guess we'll start at the top, and we, yeah. we might as well. And that first fight, uh, you must have felt pretty good about that. It was at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, yeah. so you're kind of home base more than he is. He's in, yeah. you're, at least you're in your own country, um, and yeah. you're in New England. So uh, that first fight, how did you train up for that? And when I say that, oh, I, I train high. for a guy like Gotti, how do you train for him? And did you have to adjust your style at all? No. To, to fight I, him I, or fit you perfect? No, it fit me perfect, right? Uh, I didn't change nothing. I just, I did like I always did, but I ran extra extra hard. I ran extra hard. I trained extra hard. I uh, I did everything hard. I, I, I mean, figuring this is like, I got to give everything I have in this one because this kid, he doesn't stop, you know what I mean? He's like, uh. He's like a sponge, you know what I mean? He just takes everything on. Yeah. So I knew I, I knew I was in for a, a tough fight. I knew, you know, I just knew something. I was going to either the hospital or something because I had it because I knew I was going to be tough fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I just trained my ass off, Chris, and I got ready, and I just got mentally ready. I was so ready for that first fight. Um, I was hard to, I was going to be hard to beat, but... Uh, it was a great fight. Yeah, there's no question. Well, come on. Uh, fight of the century. Um, yeah. I mean, that is incredible. And certainly you and him, uh, uh, one of the top three fights of all time. That's yeah. fucking incredible, Mick. Like, it's, Yeah, I know. It, it's incredible yeah. what you guys did. I watched that today. I watched it yesterday. I watched it again. The ninth round is fucking insanity. Like, yeah. I don't know how you're still standing. And in him the fucking yeah. left hook you hit him in, in in the ribs with or in the kidney and the liver oh. yeah oh fuck yeah, yeah like and, and i didn't then, think he was gonna get up i didn't either and then up chris, he comes when he, chris, when he went down right when he went down and, and they put and they put me in the opposite corner like the, the you know as they're giving him the count yeah 
right? The kind of counting, and I'm and I'm acting like I'm acting like, come on, let's go, let's go, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying inside my head, please stay down, yeah, please yeah, stay yeah, down. Yeah. He get up, I go, you mother effer, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, stay down, right? But I'm I'm, I'm saying to the crowd, like, 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 come on, come on, right? I'm like, oh, please stay down. Oh, but Christ, he get up, a, I'm like, you bastard. Yeah, I know. What a sad story when I think of this guy and I look at him, good looking kid, all that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a great guy, man. Yeah, and well, I want to get into that in a bit, but um, so you're in that fight, and say that ninth round, because like, it's like an insane round, just yeah. punch after punch, none of this dancing around, fucking hiding, rope of dope, none of that yeah. stuff. But yeah. did you know, and, and I know you don't have a whole lot to t think about that time to think, but did you know that you were like in this fight that – it's one day probably going to be one of the best fights ever. Like it was like yeah. fight of the you know, century. It's funny you say that because people said, people had asked me that. And it's like, um, when you like, obviously like when you're in a hockey game and a great, 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 great game and blah, blah, yeah. you kind of go so fast that you don't really grasp it right then until you watch it after and you, and you hear the people talking and, and you like look after it i mean you watch the game or you or i watch the fight and then you like you like you then you realize that like all the people talking about it and then you you know because i don't really look at the fights a lot my fights you know what i mean so but um yeah i look back at it and it's like wow you know you you kind of like you don't realize how special it was so it's over and like you know, till the trilogy was over, pretty much. But uh, you know, now you look, you, you, not now, but like a few years back, you look back, everyone, everyone's talking about it. You say, hey, wow, it was that special, you know. And uh, you know, and it's just good, great to be part of something like that. Where three, four, four years before that, five years before that, people in the bar saying, why is he coming back? Yeah, you, know, you were done. Everybody you know, writing yeah. you off, the sons of yeah. bitches, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And it's funny, the sports fans, you know, and, and having played a professional sport and you being a professional boxer. Right. Um, and, and it's funny, I'll watch a game with someone now, right? And they're, that right. fucking bomb, that no, <laughs> so he missed the net, or, you know. <laughs> you're like, they think it's so fucking easy, right? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny, though? Like, yeah. everybody thinks, you know, you're washed up. And here you have, yeah, you went to you you lost two of the three fights, but yeah, not by much. By this, no, right, right. By, the second by, one I lost by big, but the first and yeah. third were a little yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. You know, I just you know you listen to them people, and that's why I'm glad I never listened to them. <laughs> so that fight, the first one, yeah, you're in it. Had, up until that point, had you had as tough a fight as that one? So, um, so you kind of said, know, I've been there before. Maybe, maybe the year before that, I, uh, 2001, I, I got Fight of the Year Ring Magazine with Emmanuel Augustus. Yeah. We threw, we threw like, uh, we threw each, we each threw probably like 1,200 punches or something, 1,100 punches wow. in 10 rounds. <laughs> yeah, we got Fight of the Year on, on ESPN and for, for uh, Ring Magazine, we got Fight of the Year and, uh. That was tough too, but and I had some tough fights, but the Gaddy one was just tough all the way through, you know. Where a lot of fights are tough, at points they're tough, and then that kind of little bit, little bit of uh, not relaxing, but 
it's not as tough, you know what I mean? Uh, they're tough. You got to be careful because anytime you can be knocked out or whatever, but the Gaddy fight was just tough all the way through. I'm going to get, I'm going to stay with Gaddy, but I got to ask you about the Munjin fight. Yeah. Um, and I, I forgot because I, I was talking about your first loss, but the Munjin yeah. fight, like, was he, he was 20 pounds heavier than you? He was like, uh, I think he was 18 pounds heavier or something like that. Um, he was a lot bigger than me. Um, you know, and the funny thing about it is I could have not took the fight, but I, I was ready and I said, I'll take it, you know, but the, I mean, Will they you didn't push? make me fight him. No I one makes you fight. fight him. It makes it wasn't it makes, my mother. It wasn't yeah. my mother and them. I was the one that wanted to fight him. Yeah. So on TV, it said my mother and them said Mickey to fight. No, they didn't want me to fight at all. And I said, no, I want to fight him. Yeah. I was ready. I was, I mean, I was, I was a hundred. So you know what it is too, Chris? I, I was supposed to be 143 or four pounds. I come in 136. Yeah. I came in like real light because I was training hot. I came in like too light. And he came, and he was a replacement. I was supposed to fight Soul Mamby. Yeah. He was a former world champion. Yeah. He got sick the day before. They brought this kid in, that's Munjin, on the same day yeah. of the fight. And uh, and he he weighed about 154, maybe, right? And if I would have weighed 146, like I could have, right? Or 145, yeah. then he would have been 10 pounds or 11. Yeah. But when I came in so light, he was like 18 or. Okay, whatever. I got you. So. It was um like so they didn't push you to to fight it was it was up to you but was that true in the movie where they say oh he just got off the couch he, he hasn't been doing anything no no, yeah. he, no he that didn't. was a good that was a good line though yeah, right. yeah i wonder what kind of i says the dicky supposedly <laughs> well if he's up well, i want to buy that couch or something i don't know or something. Yeah. <laughs> it must work you out while you're laying on it because he yeah he looked like an animal uh, yeah, in the but ring. No, but, no... <laughs> but the kid could punch hard, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, he could punch hard. So back to Otoro Gotti, uh, that first fight you win. Um, where does uh, – obviously the respect for one another yeah. has to start right there. Yeah, obviously. it did. It did. It really did. And um, and I it did. It got a lot of respect. And then they uh talking about then we're talking about like who we're gonna fight next. And uh they talking about do you want to fight like I could have fought to other people. I said, no, I want to. I want to. I want to give. Uh, I want to fight a Toro again. You know what I mean? It was the best fight for me. It was a great fight. Uh, he deserves a rematch because it was so close. The first yeah. fight was like whatever. Could have won either way. Whatever. Um. Uh, I said I want to fight a Toro again. And plus it was you know, obviously the most money. You know what I mean? But um. Uh, so I gave we gave him the second shot and uh, you know and that's and then you know I'll, I'll tell you the story about the third one after yeah after we well there's about a... the second one but but that's how we got the second one guy I, I wanted to fight a total again. What, what's insane to me is that you did this three times within a year, like thirteen who fucking months. Yeah. yeah, thirteen months. Yeah, basically a year. But yeah, that, that's insanity. Three fights like that, you you, you just, I don't know. My it, brain never recovered from the first one, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, let me think. Like the second fight, like, I, okay, you wanted to give him that. And I get that because in hockey, you yeah. fight a guy and if you beat him and he wants a rematch during the same yeah. game, you got to give it to him. You can't say, oh. I'll catch you later. Right. Say no, you gotta fight him. You gotta get. Yeah, yeah, if exactly. I lose, I wanna, I wanna, 
you know, overcome that right away if I can. So right. you get the rematch. Yeah. So I get that. Uh, was uh, how did, listen, box is your box. You're a tough kid. I know that. But you're going to go back into the ring again with him, knowing that I'm going to get my ass kicked in here. I'm going to give it out too, but I'm going yeah. to take my lumps. How how yeah. how difficult is that knowing I'm going in? And yeah. I know you say that nervousness. I, yeah. I I used to, before games, people say, how do you do that? You're fearless. I wasn't fearless. I, I was able to walk through the fear, but yeah. I, I, I had the butterflies in my stomach. You don't, oh, yeah. You're you not do. human if you don't. No, exactly. <laughs> Everyone says, oh, I wasn't scared. That's, but no, I either, Bullshit. You're either lying or, or whatever, because you, you know you're scared. Or not scared. There's a difference but, between scared and nervous. Yeah, nervous. You get the butterflies. You got butterflies, yeah. And it's good to have that because you stay more cautious. You're more alert. You're more yeah. whatever, you know. If you're not scared or whatever, you're lying or whatever. Yeah. And it, you know what I mean? And, and you play reckless, if, if you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so you take that. You have that second fight. Uh, first one was in May, then November of two thousand two, the rematch. Now, yeah. how long did it take to you for you to really recover from the first fight? Like, did you chill? Yeah, yeah I got I, I got some stitches in the first one on my eye, and uh, I relaxed for a little bit, and I went back into the train. We back relaxed for a little. Um. Most of the summer, and then towards the end of summer, start training for the second one. So the end of the summer, so you're saying like August when you relax yeah. a bit. You, did you get away? Did you yeah, right up? around September. Yeah, I've changed September, October, and I find November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you go to the beach and get the Irish tan? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. The Irish burn. <laughs> the Irish burn. Yeah. Um, so. Fight two is coming up, and uh, this time it's at uh, in Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall. Um, yeah, and and you head down there the, the boat. How did how did um, fight two go for you? Against well, obviously I, I didn't win it. Uh, what happened was is we when we fought, I the fight started out you know normal or whatever. In the third round, I believe it was, I threw a lazy jab to his belly, you know, where I shouldn't have done it, you know what I mean? He timed it and over, he threw an overhand right over my jab and caught me on the ear with, with his right hand. Yeah. Right on my ear, on the back of my ear, here. It, it bu partially busted my eardrum, but I um, I went face first into the, the, the corner, you know, I got out of it. I was, I went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's no word of a light, Chris, I was out of it and I get up. And I bang my chest like I'm not hurt, like I always do, stupid, but I like that, right? Like, he didn't hurt me, right? Yeah. And I'm all over the place, then he's counting, counting. He goes, you all right? Goes, yeah, I'm all right. So so he goes, okay, box. So a Toro comes across the ring, he throws two jabs in a right hand, bang, right on the button. That woke me up, no word of a lie. I was like out of it, and when he hit me with the right hand, he woke me up. I was, <laughs> I was still dazed a little bit, but I knew where I was. Yeah. Whereas I, I didn't know where I was before he hit me. That's so, incredible. I mean, that's that's yeah, incredible. And, and, it's and like the doctor told me that you can get you can get hit again and get knocked into consciousness as well as get knocked out. It's, yeah. it's how the brain goes. It's crazy, you know. So and I so um I was fine after that, and I and I finished that round. But when the bell rang to go back to my corner, the equilibrium, I I almost friggin' fell over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like I was drunk, and yeah. I just never got into the fight. Um. I, you know, I, I, 
I was dizzy the whole fight. I was, but I I kept trying. I just couldn't catch up to him. Yeah, you stayed there to the end, uh, to, yeah. to ten round. That yeah, that's unbelievable. So you take the loss there. Now it's one and one. Now how you obviously took some time off again. You what now? You're thirty seven, thirty six. Yeah, thirty seven. 37 years yeah, I old. I think, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah 37. And, and how does fight three come about? And are you like, this is going to settle it. This is going to settle it. Who's going to be right. the tougher one, me or him? Was that right. the mindset? Yeah, well, no. Well, we were just, we were just wondering if we were going to get the third because you never know, you know? Yeah. Because, like, because a Toro was ready for, he could have fought for a world title. You yeah. could have um, fought all these other people for big money. But then this is a funny story because Pat Lynch told me this story. His manager, you know, uh, they had asked Toro to fight. They were going to give him like a couple million to fight this one and that one, whoever, right? And Toro said to Pat, Pat, call up HBO. Tell them I will not fight anybody else but Mickey Ward. He gave me the second fight. I'm giving him the third fight. Wow. That, that, that is what Toro said. Uh, that, yeah. I mean that is awesome. I mean that yeah. that is a respect there for one another. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of people. That's another thing people probably can't grasp that. Yeah, you two were actually really liked each other. You had a yeah, uh, and, and I guess we're not in the ring room, but if we did, yeah. us, you know, you know, we, like like anything. Respect. We, we exactly hundred percent, and uh, we went in there to try to kill each other, but it was all like at the end. It was all we became best of friends. Yeah, like so. So fight three, uh, it could have went either way. What, what? How's that? Talk to me about that fight. And yeah, the fight started off, you know, the same as always. Like just feeling out, and I put the pressure on him, and he he would outpointed me the third, fourth round, or whatever. I think on the fifth, and I knocked him down and went over and right on the temple, on the top of the head at the end of the sixth, <clears throat> and then um. Then the fight was back and forth a little bit of the seventh and the eighth and then the eighth round, seventh round, he caught me with an overhand right on the top of the head. That's when my brain shifted in my skull. Yeah. And I man, my my eyes went like double. I was seeing double for the whole rest of the fight for the three last three rounds and uh so I had to get like a year later I had to get double eye surgery and, and they had to pull the muscles behind wow. you know, pull make them even and for my yeah. brain shifting and uh and um, but I lasted throughout the the last of the fight. I was like, I didn't. I was di dazed, but I I knew still no. I I could still see what, um, but I was dizzy, you know. Yeah. But I still I finished the fight, and you know he won obviously. But uh, you know yeah, that's, but that was so you know, close. That's the damage that I got out of it. I had to get double eye surgery. I now I get the CTE and stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm um, you um uh, well I was gonna ask you about that, but d d quickly about uh, your um your relationship with yeah. with a toro where did you meet the first time outside the ring did you ever interact with him outside the ring after the Before first I fight the journey no 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 after the fight when when yeah. was the first time you two came together outside of boxing ring oh i think it was at some fights i think i think it might have been at um I think I might have been at my retirement party. I had he came to my retirement party. We hung out, and then, oh, and then we we I think 
It was a, actually before that, it was a fight like months after, like six months after or five months, whatever it was, there was yeah. fights and all that they brought me in a Toro too. And, it, you know, so I was with my wife, Charlene, and he was with his girlfriend and, you know, we were sitting down and people coming over and we go out and get a, and we're drinking. So me and Toro would be in the hallway for like two hours, people buying us drinks, and 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 the two girls were sitting at the ringside. And where the hell are you? Where the hell are you? And we're up there drinking together, and oh man, uh, no, that must have been awesome, though. You, yeah. you too, the fight you had, and then yeah. you get to meet. And for him, the respect he had for you, like he met yeah. his he met his twin. He said, and that yeah. that's incredible. Like yeah, I just then, think, yeah. I just think then it's then so cool. To- Right, and then I used to uh, every fight, every fight after I fought him, I walked him out into the ring. Oh, after so when you retired, you walked him out every fight after. Every fight, yeah, yeah. Me, me and Chuck Zito, yeah. Wow, so that me was and, one, and two, me and three, Dale, four, Dale five, Earnhardt six. Junior did it once too. That was seven fights. Yeah, he did that. Dale, Dale Junior did it with us once. He yeah. fought Mayweather, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and I trained him for his last fight. Did you against yeah, Gomez? I trained right? him for his last fight when he he got lost. He lost. Yeah. Yeah. So it was time. He said, "I'm hanging it up." But uh, God, two just awesome fighters. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the Tough as They Come podcast through the links in the description. Those glory days of boxing. You know, what what do you think of that today? Now, you know. Boxing is just, you don't see it anymore. It's not, you know, everything's UFC now. What do you think of that, by the way? How UFC has kind of taken the the, yeah. the sting away from boxing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, you know, Dana White's a good friend of mine. And I'm a, I'm a, you know, I like MMA. Obviously, I'm, I'm a boxing guy, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, MMA, like, they put competitive fights on. That's what people want to see. And I think boxing now they they're starting to put fights on that people want to see like the uh, Javante Davis and the other guy there. You got um now you got Errol Spence coming up with uh, Terence Crawford coming up. So this you know you got Tyson Fury and Wilder yeah. when they fought. So you got fights that people really want to see the best fighting the best, which is good for boxing. Yeah. Which what they didn't have in the for the last like four or five ten years maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, boxing's coming back now. They're, they're starting to put good fights together now, like like competitive fights, like the best of fighting the best now, you know, Chris? Yeah. Whereas years ago, there was, there was so much money involved, like the, the champion could fight the number 10 guy and make as much money. So why would you risk fighting number one when you can fight number 10 and you get as much money? So, but now they're making like, you know, the, the, the best of fighting the best, which is, I think, going to bring people back to boxing. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope we can see some good fights. And uh, I want to ask, um, so those three fights are probably your biggest paydays, right? Yeah, Gotti. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. By so, far. Um, and it's good you got to see some decent money anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, after yeah. all those years of fighting. Um, right. And, and you said you have the CTE now. Yeah. Um, well, I got, you know, they don't know how bad you have it, but they, they know if you've got signs of it and uh and you know, Doctor Robert Cantu from Boston Medical, he's my doctor, and uh, Chris Nowinski, the one that stepped. Oh yeah, I I went. Yeah. Yeah, I actually yeah. just went down and got tested myself. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I went. Chris Lewinsky. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, I, I see Doctor. You know, I see. I talk to Chris. I see uh, Doctor Cantu. You know. You know, I, I'm good. I, I try to be. Uh, I eat pretty good. I uh, I don't drink no more. You know what good I mean? Good for you. Um, yeah, because it is because it is the the because of the headaches that I get from the CTE and when I if I drink, forget it. You know. Yeah, yeah. What good is good. it? If I if I forget what I'm doing, so what's good is it? Yeah, no <laughs> shit, really. <laughs> it's like a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you, you drink for nothing, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went in, I actually just went down about three months ago and yeah. I did all that CTE testing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. I got some results and they're actually pretty good. Uh, oh, good, good. They kind of gave me a baseline, and they're gonna. Yeah. But it's my first year doing it, and I'm gonna go yeah. back each year, and they're gonna oh, check good. me and yes, yeah. see if there's any uh, decline right. or. Uh, so right, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, because um, that's good. My friend Bob Probit, uh, the hockey player, fighter. Yeah. He, when yeah. when he passed, uh, his wife donated his brain to Boston University, and yes. they found. Yeah. Uh, substantial amount of CTE wow. there. So, um, yeah. Like, yeah, like they say, you don't know how bad you have. They say they can tell you have the effects of it, yeah. but they don't know how bad it is. Yeah, so. they can't tell you too yeah. much, right? Because it's yeah, a study. Yeah. So Exactly. And they're learning, uh, which yeah. uh, can only help people down the road. So right. uh, uh, the fight game, all right. Um, and listen, everybody asks me, oh, you know, I got a new knee. I've had a bunch of surgeries. Uh, my ankle yeah. screws, all new teeth, everything. Right? Yeah. People say, "Was it worth it?" Yeah. And I say, "Yeah, I do it all over again." You? Yeah. I, I same thing as you. I say right. I, I would. Uh, they say, "Would you change your style?" I say, "Nope." Uh, that's just me. That's just the way I was. I can't change who I was. I don't want to change who I was. What? Maybe. I know it's funny, Chris. They get back to the crazy Dicky. Yeah. After my when I came back in the eighth round or, or seventh round from one of my daddy fights, he yeah. come at me. He goes, "You know something? You can move your fucking head once in a while." I said, "Go <laughs> f yourself." <laughs> but <laughs> right, but uh, you know, I would fight the same way, Chris. Yeah, I know. Huh? Because that's just me. Um, maybe I would move my head a little, a little more, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, you get a certain way about you know. It's like, you know. Not everybody can float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, right? And, exactly. Right, yeah. and not everybody yeah. can do that. Everybody get their own wow. style, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's and I could box younger. I boxed. That's all I did was move around the ring. Yeah. So I got to like in my late twenties. I just I realized I had a good chin and I can go in, you know. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, let me let me ask you in the yeah. fight game. Uh, who are the boxes? before you that maybe you wish you could have gotten the ring with? I don't know. I never really thought of that, Chris. Yeah. I, uh, obviously, I seriously, I, I like baseball and football even more than boxing when I was younger. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I, I, I skated on my ankles when I tried skating, so I, <laughs> I was done. <laughs> no, I wasn't that bad at it, but. I, uh, football and baseball was my boy better sports when I was younger. Yeah, how you know, about I never I never looked at it and said I wanted to be like someone in um uh, I wanted to be like a Butch Hobson or someone at third base, you know what yeah. I mean? Someone I was young with the Red Sox and stuff like that, you know. 
Well, when you look back, let's say look back, who who do you think? Certainly, let's say your top three fighters of all time. You know, count uh, you out of it. No, yeah, not me. <laughs> I would say Ray Robinson, uh, Muhammad Ali, and then uh, Joe Lewis. Maybe I don't know. Those are three. You know, Marvin Hagley, you got Sugar Ray Leonard, you got Roberto Yeah, Durant. there's so many, Million right? guys I could say, but I'll go with the, the, you know. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are the three big, pretty uh, safe bets, the three yeah. you said. Rocky and, Marciano. Yeah. Yeah. The Brockton yeah. Bomber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's funny. Um, Christ. Um I was going to ask you, uh, oh, yeah, Marvin Hagler. You brought Ma Marvelous Marvin. Now, yeah, Marvin. I met Marvin a couple of times. I met him at yeah. the dark side in Boston. My friend was a yeah. manager there one night, and we had yeah. a few cocktails together. I love Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah, he's a great guy. Right? And uh, he loved to party. And anyway, I was down P-Town in um, the fall one year. And he had the Provincetown in. He put his training camp down there. Yes, and he used yeah. to run the goddamn dunes in his army boots. He'd get up every yeah. morning, army boots, and like that, yeah. like incredible. He had that hybrid yeah. build, right? Like, yes. I love yeah. Marvin he an animal. Yeah, he was, yeah. huh? He was yeah, a great he, guy. I used to see him at the Hall of Fame every year. He used to like... He used to run the walk. He used to he used to ride the bike at the end of like you know the bike at the road race, a three mile road race, and you know him and his wife. He, he used to have such a good time. He's such a great guy, you know. Um, people yeah. don't understand how such a good guy he was. Yeah, you know it, it, it's sad. He moved to Italy there, right? He was in the movies for a while, and then he passed yeah. away. I don't know when he had a heart attack or something crazy. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah something. Yeah. So uh, a Toro. Um, you know his passing. Like, were you shocked when that happened? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, and oh yeah, hundred percent, Chris. I was, uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, no, I can't. No, I said, you, you got to be joking me. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't believe it, but yeah, it was, it was. And when when they said he did that, I'm like, no, I can't, can't happen. He, can't, you know, that ain't him. But then you know, I, I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but. It just had, there's no way. No, I could it sounds that like the fix it. was in down there, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they initially 100%. charged the wife with murder, right? They initially right, charged exactly. her, and then all of a sudden they're saying it was a suicide afterwards. I yeah. saw the the documentary. There's something fishy there. Yeah, yeah, there was for sure. That yeah. sucks. That's so bad, you know. And I, yeah, I yeah think... because the movie was the movie was like getting filmed at that time or whatever, or getting ready, or was being filmed, and he was supposed to come down. To get on, to come down to the set and hang out with me, and like when the movie was like being filmed and all that yeah, mold here, sure. yeah. And he said, when I get back, Mick, I'll 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 come and you know hang out. I said, all right, I'll see you when you get back, and um, never made it back. All right, hey, listen, you've been really uh, gracious with your time, and there's a couple things I gotta ask you before I let you go. Yeah. One, and, and I love what you you did with your golf tournament because your golf tournament was to benefit boxes with head injuries and, and God bless you yeah. for giving back that. And, and are you still doing that? The golf yeah, tournament? Yeah, I still do my golf tournament, but every year it's for a different cause. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we did our prosthetics last, last, this past year, we did it for, 
we gave some prosthetics away, like a leg or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I want you to um, certainly I want you to uh, invite me to that again. I want to come down and support you on that if I can. And maybe I can get some other guys involved for you, too, if you need some. That and um, for this um, for this new Tough As They Come segment that we're going to do here on my podcast. Yeah. Um, I have three questions I like to ask each person. Yeah. And one, the first one I want to ask is, what would 57-year-old Mickey Ward, what advice would he give the 15-year-old Mickey Ward? What you know today. Listen to you. Listen to your inner self, or your, your, don't listen to other people. I say, listen to yourself. Go with your heart. So you listened a little too much to the outside, yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, listen to your heart. All right. Or now, the right people, or, or whatever. You know, don't listen to all the bull. Yeah, all the noise, and it was around you, for sure. Um, now I'm going to ask you. Yeah. To write your own, just what would you say if you had to eulogize yourself in your eulogy? What? I just want to be remembered as a good person, not a good fighter or a good whatever. Awesome. That's awesome because you are a good person. And uh, I want to ask you what your definition is of tough. What is toughness? In your eyes. A nice person and strong will. Strong will we and all a nice get this, person. We all get the same size hearts, right? All of us. Yeah. It's the will to endure things and keep going. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what that separates people. Because we all have the same size heart. Yeah. It's the will inside you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, click the links in the description to subscribe to the Tough As They Come YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts. We have some great guests lined up you're not going to want to miss.